Hey there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. This is episode 25, and I'm talking about why not all spirit guides are your guides. This is an important episode. But before we get into this week's episode, I have a really exciting announcement. If you're a sensitive person and you want your unique path guided by the power of your intuition, I am excited to invite you into my life-changing foundational intuition development program, Intuition 101. This program is designed to show you that it is possible to receive guidance, insights, and support from your soul, your spirit guides, and your well ancestors every day to unlock the mysterious language of spirit that's all around you and how it speaks to you, to heal your fears blocking your connection with your inner voice, all using ancient and modern practices to open your intuitive channels safely. And safety is a big theme that I'm talking about in this episode today, so I can't wait to dive into that with you. Registration is open until Sunday, November 1st, and this November cohort will start the first week of November. I'm really excited to invite you into this program. It's been running for many years. It gets wonderful, wonderful reviews. You can find out all about it on my website at marcymoberg.com, M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B-E-R-G.com. If you look on the homepage, you just kind of scroll down a tiny bit, you'll see a big banner that says Intuition 101 now open for enrollment. And if you're not sure about joining Intuition 101 or you want to get a taste of what it's like to experience a program with me, I just completed a really powerful three-part intuitive series masterclass that is all about helping you hear your inner voice. And you can find that on my website right at the top of the homepage. You'll see a banner that says, Hear Your Inner Voice. Now join my three-part series. And you can have access to the replays uh, through now until November 1st. So that's a really great way to get a taste of what it's like to be in a program with me because I treated it like a paid program. All of that information can be found on the website. Now let's dive into this week's super rich and important episode. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hey there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm so grateful that you are joining me today. Whether it is your first episode with me, welcome, or you are a regular listener, thank you so much for your continued listening and dedication and loyalty. I I want to welcome you today as we continue diving into a month on intuition development and how we develop our intuition. Just as a side note, in case you notice lots of noise today, or if you've noticed a background noise Uh, regularly on my podcast recently. There is a lot of construction going around, going on around the place where I live. So there's generators, like powering saws and all sorts of stuff. And uh, we're just, you know, making peace with it because it feels a little bit like uh, symbolically like how 
2020 is, which feels to me like this ginormous, like ginormously long meditation and learning how to master even deeper levels of centeredness while there's noise and chaos around us. So, you know, that's what that is. Today, I, I want to talk about a subject that's very close to my heart and a subject that I have worked with many clients on over the years and many students. And that is that I have a bone to pick with the New Age spiritual community. I have a really big bone to pick with them. <laughs> because not all spirit guides that want to guide you are your guides, and not all spirits are safe. Not all spirit guides that want to guide you are your guides, and not all spirits are safe. This is important. Let's talk about the, the love and light, you know, quote-unquote love and light spirit guide myth. And that is this myth that, and mistake that you can just open up to any guide and any spirit that shows up. There's tons of meditations that guide you to do so. There's tons of meditations that guide you to connect to your ancestors just kind of openly. There are tons of meditations that guide you to open up to beings from other realms under the understanding, built on the understanding, that everything exists at its center is love and light. And my answer is no. No. That is not my direct experience. It's not my direct experience of the clients I've worked with. It's not the direct experience of the students I've worked with. And when people buy into this, sometimes we end up um, gaslighting our own actual experiences of the spiritual and dismiss feelings that we have that are legitimate warnings that something is off. And this myth is a big mistake because just like there are humans that will manipulate you, there are spirits that will do the same. Just like there are tons of humans in the world that would just love to talk to anyone. If you have ever written ridden public transportation, like I have, <laughs> you know there are people that just wanna talk. I have been on uh, subway trains where people have confessed their whole life story to me out of nowhere. I had no intention of being the person that was listening to the whole life story. But just like there are lots of humans that are super, super lonely and really want to talk, there are spirits that want to do the same. Also, all of us likely have unwell ancestors in our ancestral lineages. And I give credit to a lot of the teachings of Daniel Four that has, you know, that's definitely been my direct experience. And then uh, studying with him and learning from him has really just reinforced that for me even further. Because we, we all likely have these ancestors in our lines that are not at peace and haven't healed yet. And they will often haunt us as ghosts. And This is also a mistake because the idea of opening up to anyone and anything denies that there are unhealthy forces in the spirit world, just like there are unhealthy humans 
you wouldn't leave your front door open to anyone who wanted to come in. I mean, I hope. It's not a good idea, you know? It's not a great idea. So you don't want to make the same mistake with your psychic door, your intuitive doors. You don't want to just leave them open either to anyone or anything that comes in. So I want to tell you a little bit of a story about uh, why this is so important to me and my own personal experience around this realization. And that is that if we kind of zoom back to early in my life, I had a lot of intuitive abilities as a as a kid, as a child, but I didn't understand them as such. I didn't know, um, I didn't really know what they were. I didn't have a framework or a context or teachings that I could locate my experiences within. And so over time, the only framework that I was shown, really, was some conservative religious teachings that taught me that a a lot of kind of spirit form is evil. And then also, you know, things like Hollywood movies, etc., which made anything spirit form, like pretty scary, you know, scary, bad, etc. And so I really just got scared of my intuitive abilities, and I shut them down. So in many ways, I went to the opposite, we'll say like the opposite extreme of where a lot of the love and light community is and I went to this place of like ooh anything spirit related is like scary 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 I'm gonna shut down so I shut that down I really prayed for certain abilities to stop I really prayed for certain experiences to not happen and that you know it's basically stayed shut down for a long time then as I grew into my early adulthood and started really on a strong spiritual seeking path, my intuitive abilities naturally started opening up because I was doing so much spiritual practice. It just kind of, it generally naturally happens for people, those of us who have intuitive abilities and those of us who are very sensitive. I really see sensitive people, highly sensitive people and empaths as being, as people who have a natural inclination and a natural gift for intuition, but pretty much generally don't know how to use that and often see that sensitivity and that empathy as a curse, as a difficulty, as a challenge. And sometimes those gifts really are a challenge and a burden because they tend to kind of go inward on us versus have a certain level of skill of mastery of how to work with them, if I could say it like that. So as I naturally started to to intuitively open up, I still was filtering a lot of my experiences through, even, even though I wasn't having, you know, generally scary experiences, I started filtering a lot of my experiences through a framework of fear Uh, I'll never forget one experience I had that was really um, striking for me was I was very, very deeply in prayer, a prayer practice at the time. And um, I felt so, so, so connected. And then I heard um, someone whisper in my ear. And I didn't care what they had to say, but it freaked me out. It just made me so scared to recognize that... (laughs) Some somebody else was there with me, and um, 
it just terrified me. Even though I felt so at peace, I felt like as if I was being surrounded by this beautiful orb of light. I felt like my heart was so uh, encompassed in love. I just felt um, like I was just really plugged into something very divine in that moment. Even thinking about it now brings up like emotions because it was really powerful, potent moment for me. But this moment of being uh, really open and and what I recognize now was clearly one of my guides trying to kind of like to communicate with me. Um, I I just had this filtering still of my conditioning of everything I named before of conservative teachings and films, etc. that just really scared me. But over time, I got exposed to other ideas and I went through a lot of process of removing my social conditioning that intuitive abilities are bad and um, and that all spirit form is evil and I started slowly opening up. But then uh, really, once I started opening up and I started having some really great experiences, then I got really excited. And this teaching of, you know, like, well, everything at the essence, everything is love and light. You should, you know, open up. Everything is love and light. Then it kind of did this overcorrection in the other direction. And I really, really opened up and I prayed to open up, like, to everything. And I had, like, a prayer that was kind of essentially that. Like, I want to see, I want to know everything. And, um yeah, you better know that's what I got. <laughs> I, I prayed to really crack open. Uh, it was a prayer that I prayed for, gosh, I don't know, a long time. And, um, and I did, I cracked open. And then, you know, what happens when you crack open is you have really beautiful, blissful experiences, but you can also have really scary experiences, strange experiences, weird experiences, confusing experiences, and I had all of those because that is all that exists. As diverse as the human realm is, the spirit realm is as well. And so I really ended up opening up and I had like this mixed bag and, and, and I didn't really quite know what to do with it. And over time, this really taught me the importance of psychic protection practices, of spiritual boundaries, and not opening myself up to just anyone, but learning how to have discernment, learning how to have discernment in which guides I work with, uh, the pacing that I work with them at, um, who I work with and who I work with, like which guides I work with in which ways, and, and recognizing that at the center of all of it, it all comes down to my own personal will and my own sovereignty. And that that's essential. I can't lose my, my sovereignty. I can't lose my personal will, my personal choice in the process of working with these other energies. And I needed to learn how to discern which energies were good to work with and which ones were not. Because in many ways, my wide open, like my wide open, loving heart that naturally is my inclination and naturally how my system loves to be in the world. In many ways, that wide open, loving heart was too wide open.
Psychic. Not a dirty word. Dear sensitive soul listening to this podcast right now, do you want your unique path guided by the power of your intuition? I'm guessing the answer is yes, since you're listening to me now, or maybe on a weekly basis. And because of that, I really want to invite you to join me for my program, Intuition 101. The November cohort starts the first week of November, and I know that you would be a wonderful, wonderful match. This program includes live lessons, where I teach practices and concepts live with you in a Zoom room. I include facilitated group discussions. That's a wonderful opportunity to be able to really connect deeply with other sensitive people and intuitive people just like yourself. We have a online community space where we can connect between sessions and I pop in there to answer questions and do some additional deliver some additional live content sometimes based on kind of what's popping up what themes are emerging for the group and where people are feeling the most stuck or most excited to learn more it all starts the week the first week of November and registration closes November 1st you can find out all about it on my website at marcymoberg.com just scroll down a little bit you'll see a big banner that says intuition 101 I hope that you will consider joining me for this journey it goes so much deeper than where we go in the podcast like what we talk about on the podcast is just the surface In this program, you really get to go so much deeper into the concepts and you get the practical how. And plus, you get expert hand-holding with me along the way. So I hope to see you there and let's get back to this week's episode. For those of us with histories of trauma, we often overcorrect for boundary violations Meaning we either have no boundaries or cement wall boundaries. And this translates to both the spirit and the human relationships that we co-create. If we think about it like this, this is kind of what I've seen in my work. There is a connection between our psychic and our human boundaries. In our past, if we've experienced some sort of trauma, whether it's physical, sexual, emotional, psychological, where there's a boundary violation piece in it, there's usually an auric hole or holes in our aura. There is usually kind of damage to our emotional, energetic boundary because of what we have experienced in the past. It's, we can absolutely repair this, but it takes time and practice, and many of us don't even know that that's, that's there. And when we start to intuitively open up and we revisit maybe our past wounds, we often really need a psychic protection upgrade, you might say. Like, we need a software upgrade. But the problem is, is that so many of us sensitives don't even know how to protect ourselves in the first place don't even know that psychic protection is a thing, and therefore it wouldn't even occur to us to say, oh, I need an upgrade. (laughs) I need an upgrade. I need to repair these holes from the boundary violations that happened in the past. What is psychic protection? Well, I want to say a couple things about what it's not. It's not just a mantra to repeat, although mantras to repeat are super helpful. I have some myself that I draw from. It's not just about a sacred object you carry for protection. Again, also useful, but 
not really just the, not the starting and ending point. And it's not just about meditative exercises, for example, to repair your aura. Also useful, but not the end point. Because what I want to talk about when I'm talking about psychic protection, I want to talk about something greater. I want to talk about a very fundamental, very fundamentally different way of being in the psychic realm. It's about rewiring our relationship with our boundaries on the psychic planes and the human planes. And this is the place where I see a lot of people make um, a misstep, mistake, where maybe there are sensitives that are engaging in a lot of intuitive work. They may be starting to think about psychic boundary repair and psychic boundary work, but continue to have zero boundaries in their human relationships. That's a problem. Or vice versa. I've worked with people who are working on their relationships in the boundaries with relationships in the human realm, and maybe they're slowly starting to address that, but it's never occurred to them that they also need to address that on the psychic realm. It's also about reclaiming our no. Reclaiming the ability and the confidence to say no. When we've been taught to people please. When we've been taught to care about other people's feelings more than our own needs. And it's about recognizing our personal will and choice in the face of authority I have seen many sensitives struggle with authority, and there's a lot of reasons why we can do that. Even just being a sensitive person alone and being given feedback that how sensitive we are is unacceptable, um, counterculture, like so many different things, even that alone can kind of teach us that the collective authority of society you know, judges us in a sense and may lead us to kind of gaslighting ourselves, may lead us to subserve our personal will for what we think is the will of the collective. And and, and then like if that happens or if it happened even in a more micro level in our household with our caretakers or other people that were uh, formidable like authorities in our life growing up, then sometimes that ends up translating also into the spirit realm, where I see people give all of their power away to spirit guides, all of their power away to ancestors. And the truth is, is that you still have personal will and you still have choice when you are engaging with guides and ancestors. And you still can say no, (laughs) even to those powers, if you feel like that's really important. These are actual relationships, just like human relationships. So if you want to start developing psychic boundaries, we need to start by looking at your relationship with boundaries in general. Like I said, it has to be so much more than just a mantra, it has to be so much more than just a protective object with you, it has to be so much more than just a meditation. These different pieces can be Uh, tools in your toolbox 
But really, the greatest psychic protection shift comes from a shift in our orientation towards boundaries overall in our life. And we can do that by starting to really look at, in a very, very honest way, what our relationship with boundaries looks like in general. So for example, are you communicating with any guide that shows up regardless of how you feel? I see this happen a lot for people where they will tune in and a guide shows up or a spirit shows up to them, a presence shows up to them, and they may feel like something is off. And instead of investigating that and getting curious about it and exploring it, they will gaslight themselves. They will override that discomfort and continue to build a relationship with this guide because in their mind, well, it's just a guide showing up. And they will kind of brush it off, brush off the the internal feeling. So that's an area where there's an opportunity to repair boundaries and start to explore. It doesn't mean that you have to follow 100% every single time you have discomfort because there can be other things at play, like maybe your past wounding is coming into play and fusing. Maybe you're having a projection experience where you are projecting your past wounding and pain onto this experience of this relationship with this guide. This happens all the time for people. Just like we project our caretaker challenges that we still haven't healed from our past inner children and inner teens, etc., onto our romantic relationships, we can do the same thing in our relationship with our spirit guides, our ancestors, power animals, you name it, anything in the spirit world, we can do the exact same thing with. So we need to be mindful of that. But the, the invitation is just in general, we need to be mindful of it. We don't just kind of go into any connection, um, you know, like willy nilly without any sort of expiration, especially if there is a feeling that something is uncomfortable, something is off, something doesn't feel safe. We need to tend to that. And that tending might be creating a sense of safety inside of yourself and recognizing, oh, this is my old wounding coming up. Okay, now that I've tended to that, I feel good. And then the connection feels solidly good. Or it might be recognizing like, no, I feel unsafe because this is not a safe connection that I should be engaging with. Um, The other place to explore is, are you dismissing feelings of unsafety when things just seem off in general, in your room, in your home? Um, during the day or especially at night. I see this happen a lot when I do work with people on dream work. Okay, so there's, you know, there's, there's this, I'm not going to go in in depth into it now because that could, that's another episode we could say, but in general, uh, you know, there's this idea in psychological circles and particularly like Jungian analysis that Um, nightmares are part of your personal shadow and and the collective shadow, but it's really like a part of our psyche and that it's, um, that it's just an internal experience, an internal psychological experience. And sometimes that can be the case, but a big part of the reason why I see people have nightmares, especially very, very, very unusual ones ones that have an unusual quality to them, ones that are unusually horrific, gory, um, just that the context doesn't match at all what's happening in their present life or any trauma that they're currently working on with their therapist and healing. 
that to me is always a really big red flag that there is spirit, unwell spirit interference happening. And, and a lot of times when I unpack these, these dreams with people, they'll discover, they'll start to connect dots to other things like, oh yeah, well, actually I've been noticing things moving in my apartment um, recently. Uh-huh. I always say like, go on. <laughs> we're getting somewhere. Um, or they'll say, you know, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I just felt like someone was there with me and it, it, it really made me, it really kind of freaked me out. Or I woke up and the hair on my arms was standing up and it, and I didn't like it. You know, just different things like this, or I was trying to go to sleep and I felt like I couldn't go to sleep because I felt like someone was watching me and I didn't like it. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. These are really important feelings to not dismiss and to get curious about. Again, can it be that some of your projection of your trauma is infusing in this moment? Sure, but you won't know that unless you actually explore it. So don't dismiss feelings on on safety. And that's how we can start to repair our uh, psychic boundaries and start to create healthy boundaries. Because if you, for example, start to dismiss yourself and you go, oh, well, I'm just having these nightmares um, only because I am, you know, working on this one piece in therapy. That might be true. But if you, let's say you, you're, you're working on the piece in therapy and you say to yourself, okay, yeah, these, these stressful dreams are only related to that. And you name that. And then the dreams continue and they kind of start to get like even more unusual and you start to feel off in your space, that should be a clue that, no, there's something else actually happening here, like unwell spirit interference. And and it's really important to address it directly and address that boundary violation. And I have had so many clients come to me who, a lot of my clients work in parallel with me, um, with a therapist, or have done a lot of work with a therapist and then show up kind of at my door with these really big questions around like, well, I've done all this, you know, deep therapeutic work and like, why am I continuing to have these really intense, scary, gory dreams? Um, Yeah, your therapist is not going to fully answer that for you or be able to because their specialty is not the spirit realm. Their specialty is not psychic protection. And that's okay. That's not what they're trained to do. But that's what someone like me is trained to do and to help you clear that out so we can, you know, can stop that that interference. So please don't dismiss feelings of, of unsafety. And I don't say that to freak you out. I say that to stand more fully in your power and to stand more fully in your choice and to stand more fully in your self-trust. I also want to invite you to explore some pieces in your human relationships because that is very much connected to your spirit realm. So if we go back to the story that I shared before about my own experience of really opening up, the truth is, is that I, at that time when I was really kind of like open up to all the intuitive things, I also was like really open to all the humans. And so when someone would, for example, when I got on the subway and someone started to confess like their whole life story to me, Instead of saying like, oh, hey, um, I need to leave or whatever, like actually creating space from that situation, getting up, leaving, going to a different car, whatever that is, like creating some boundaries. I just would listen. (laughs) 
And I'll never forget this one time this guy started talking to me and he was going on and on and on and on and on about how he had overcome his heroin, uh, his heroin addiction and how he was repairing things with his, his, uh, partner and repairing his relationship with his kids and I mean this all happened from him just like literally sitting down next to me and then just like like kind of bringing all this stuff up um and I'll never forget he asked me if I wanted to get tea and it was an interesting experience I'm you know I'm glad I did it it was all learning but we spent several hours just talking over tea and that was not a safe choice, <laughs> you know? And I, I was like that. I was so open hearted. And it's like a, it's a, <clears throat> it's a beautiful part of me. That's like an original part of me that like open heartedness. And I really do have like a big open heart and compassion, but I really needed to repair and develop some more mature adult um, boundaries that accounted for a lot of not nice stuff I had encountered and I have encountered in my life to say and recognize and acknowledge that not all humans are humans I want to spend time with, not all humans are safe, and some humans are flat out not safe and, and should not spend time with them at all. And so that's that's really important. So the question becomes, are you saying, for example, uh, are you saying yes when you mean no? And when we do that, that can come from people pleasing. It can come from this sense of gaslighting ourselves where we know that there's a no inside of us and then we override it. And when we continue to override over and over and over again, it, it really is damaging. It's, it's very damaging for us. So you want to pay attention. Are you saying yes when really you mean no? And can you notice that? Can you notice how often that happens in big choices and small choices? And have you opened your heart all the way to love and compassion for others and forgotten the compassion and need for safety and boundaries in yourself? So that goes back to that example of me, you know, just... Like, I walked around for a period of my life where it's almost like I had a neon sign on the top of my head. I was telling a client about this recently. It's like almost like I had a neon sign on the top of my head that said, like, open for conversations and business and everything. And that's really what it felt like. And it was exhausting. And it was because I had so much compassion and love for anyone and everything. You know, I have, I have the gift of being able to see the goodness in others, but I didn't have enough compassion for myself to acknowledge that my need for safety and healthy boundaries outweighs my need to be loving and compassionate to others in a sense, you know, like I can still be, I can still be kind to others, but I don't have to be nice I can, I, I don't have to be nice. I don't have to say yes to go, <laughs> to go get tea for hours on end with a stranger. I don't have to say, uh, allow myself to, you know, be on the subway and have random people tell me their whole life story. I don't have to respond to long, inappropriate oversharing messages that I receive sometimes in my inbox or, D or, or direct messages. And those things have reduced a lot over the years as I have addressed my own boundaries. 
So you really want to pay attention to these areas and your human boundaries because they can reflect in your psychic boundaries with the spiritual intuitive world as well. If you are listening to this and you're thinking, ooh, I really recognize I need to address psychic protection. I really need to learn how to discern which spirits to connect with. And I want to continue repairing my relationship with my boundaries. Then I want to personally invite you to join my life-changing foundational intuition development program, Intuition 101. Enrollment is open right now for the November cohort, and we begin the first week of November. Registration closes November 1st. I would really love to have you join me. Psychic protection is a big focus. It is the entire focus of one whole lesson, and it's something that I reiterate throughout the whole program because it is really essential for everyone, I believe, but especially for sensitive people and empaths to learn how to have healthy psychic boundaries, not just in their human relationships, but to learn how to do that in the spirit realm as well, because both are necessary. And when we have healthy relationship, healthy boundaries in our psychic relationships and our relationship with the spirit world, it strengthens our healthy boundaries in the human realm and vice versa and can really be this beautiful symbiotic relationship. But if you don't have awareness of your psychic boundaries, then, you know, you kind of are default on all the way open pretty much. So I'd love for you to, to join me. You can find that, find out more about that on my website at marcymoberg.com. You'll see um, on the homepage, there's a banner there um, that says Intuition 101, and you can go there and learn more. And in the meantime, I hope that you take this, um, this episode really as a permission to start to exercise more discernment and start to get curious. This, pro- this episode is not about fear. It's about empowerment. I'm empowering you to stand more in your sovereignty to stand more in your power, to stand more in your discernment, and to stand more in trusting yourself and your feelings. I hope to see you next time on the podcast. I can't wait to share the next episode with you, which is continuing about this intuition development series. And until then, remember, it takes courage to be you. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review, ideally five stars. That way more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember being you takes courage. Lots of love. Mm-hmm.